Hey everybody, what's going on? This is uh, episode one of the In the End Zone podcast with uh, Caleb and Hunter. What's going on, guys? Um, we're just giving you our take on the sports world. Um, we got a couple of stories that came up this this past weekend that shocked the whole world, and um, we're going to give you our division leaders who will be going into the playoffs, uh, in our opinion. And uh, we got some rookie quarterbacks that can make a big impact on their teams. Um, we got comeback players. Um, for the 2019-2020 season. Last year, um, Andrew Luck won the Comeback Player of the Year. We're going to give our take on who we think is going to be the Comeback Player of the Year this year. Uh, we also got NFL big trades that happen and how they're going to impact each individual team, such as Antonio Brown, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then we got uh, um, the head coach situations. Um, we're going to do a little thing we call grade them, and we're going to see – Give them a grade on how they're going to fit in with the team and how everything's going to be. So uh, Andrew Luck ended up retiring this past weekend. Um, as a Colts fan, it kind of shocked me, and I think it shocked everybody else in the sports world. Yeah, only 29 years old. Um, but I think as a from a Colts fan perspective, I think Jacoby Brissett, in 2017, he got traded to Indianapolis and took over for Andrew Luck because he was out for the entire year. He went 4-12 and that season. And had a terrible offensive line. He They led the league in sacks allowed that year. And there was 52 times that he was sacked. And now, after years of rebuilding, they've gotten a better offensive line. He's got better weapons around him. He is more experienced with the head coaches, the players, every possible aspect of the team he's better with. And I think he's a great vet, like he's a great leader in the locker room. And I think a lot of the coaches in the front office have found that about him, and that's why they kept him around. That's why they didn't trade him when teams were sending in offers for him because they know that he could start in this league, and they don't want another team to get that. You know what I mean? So I think Andrew Luck being gone—that's a setback, of course, because he's an All-Pro caliber player. But I think Jacoby Brissett can definitely come in and make an impact. What do you think, Hunter? Well, I feel for you because, I mean, not just personally, but I feel like I'm speaking for the whole sports world. We were ready to see what Andrew Luck was made of and see what he could really do when he had a full off season of being healthy. And, I mean, like you said, last year he was healthy, and you see what he did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like Jacoby Brissett, he may have had an off season, but I'm ready to see what he can do with the team. Personally, I'm not a fan of him, but, I mean, they're my hometown team, so I'm ready to see what they can do. In 2017, Jacoby Brissett got traded where he completed 58% of his passes and threw 3,098 yards, 13 touchdowns, and 7 interceptions. The offensive line allowed him to be sacked 52 times, which led the league. The four games that they won were against the Browns, who ended up going 0-16 that year, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Houston Texans two times. Speaking of quarterbacks, some rookie ones that can make a big splash in the league. Uh, I feel like Kyler Murray, who went first overall from Oklahoma, he was a Heisman winner. He completed 69% of his passes while going for 4,361 yards, 42 TDs, and 7 picks. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, who went 15th overall from Ohio State, he had a Heisman year. Um, came up short, though. He completed 70% of his passes. Almost 5,000 yards passing, 50 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions. And then Daniel Jones, who was taken 6th, surprisingly, by the New York Giants from Duke. He only completed 60.5% of his passes while failing to reach 3,000 yards and only having 22 touchdowns and 9 interceptions. Personally, I'm an Ohio State fan, 
So I feel like even though Dwayne Haskins lost the starting QB battle to Case Keenum, he's still going to be able to show out in some games, and uh, we're going to see what he's able to do. Uh, to me, I, I love Dwayne Haskins. I like how, how he's built. I think he's a tall quarterback. I mean, he can sling the football, and I think that's something that Case Keenum lacks. I think, yeah, he had a good year in Minnesota a few years ago, but you know, we see how that turned out. They turned to Kirk Cousins instead of Case Keenum. So obviously they got rid of him for a reason. They don't see a long-term future with him, which I don't think the Redskins do either. And I think that's why they drafted a quarterback. I think um, Dwayne Haskins could be the future quarterback there. And I think, you know, Alex Smith going down, I think that really showed them they needed a quarterback that can be that top-tier guy there. And the Redskins haven't really had a star player in a long time, (laughs) if ever. So I think Dwayne Haskins could be that guy. Even if Alex Smith was healthy, I think Dwayne Haskins would be the guy there because Alex Smith lacks a lot of the things that Dwayne Haskins has. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I feel like Daniel Jones can definitely surprise some people. I mean, he's not the most talented, that's for sure, but he has what it takes. Uh, I mean, as long as he can hand it off to Saquon, he should be good for his first year. Here's the thing. I think I, I read that... Pat Shermer is high on Daniel Jones, which is the head coach for New York. But Gettleman, he, he he's an Eli guy, and he always has been. And I think, I mean, Eli, there was an interview with him a couple days ago, and he spoke on Daniel Jones getting picked, and he said he knew that they were going to get a young quarterback because Eli Manning is getting old, and he's not going to be able to do what a young guy is able to do and win Super Bowls like he used to, you know what I mean? So Daniel Jones, I think, will eventually get his starting spot there. I mean, he proved it in the preseason, but that's the preseason. You know, you're going against backup defensive players, nothing really spectacular, but, I mean, you're still in the NFL. All these guys made the NFL, made it into the NFL. So, I mean, if you can produce against them, then maybe they'll put you out there a couple games this season, or maybe if Eli Manning goes down, I mean, then they got a reliable quarterback that knows the offense already, that learned it really quickly in the preseason and the offseason, I think. Daniel Jones could just be his predecessor and just come in and be the next Eli Manning for New York, but better. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I mean, I I know Daniel Jones isn't going to get the starts right away, but I personally feel like Eli Manning isn't going to have a very good year, and they're just going to have to do something to get some wins, and they're going to end up putting him in to see how he can do. The Giants, they added Golden Tate, who's out for four games, so that's already going to take Eli's numbers down, you know, because they – Last year they had Odell. I don't. I, I believe he was injured for a few games, like as always. But, <laughs> but uh, I think having a guy there, I think Golden Tate could be a number one receiver. I think he will be once he comes back healthy, or after the suspension or whatever. But I think Sterling Shepard hasn't really shown much. I don't think. I mean, Eli Manning's throwing the ball to him, so I mean, Odell didn't really show much with Eli other than maybe a year. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I think. Eli not having that number one guy other than Saquon, but you can't rely on Saquon every single play. He's going to need some rest. I mean, Sterling Shepard's not a number one receiver, in my opinion. I don't even know who else they got. I mean, they have Evan Ingram. He's he's good, I guess, but he's not a top-tier tight end, in my opinion. And I think Eli Manning, he just likes to sling the football. And I don't think he's – I think he's older to where he knows that the Giants aren't good. He knows it because their offensive line's terrible. They haven't really done anything other than get Saquon in the last few years. I mean, they had an opportunity to get a better quarterback, 
that people think of like as Dwayne Haskins. They, they, a lot of people were speculating that they were going to pick Dwayne Haskins, but they ended up not. And we'll see how that goes. I, I don't think Dwayne Haskins would have started over Eli just because I think Gettleman is a huge Eli guy. So I think Eli's got the start for at least the first eight weeks of the season. And then maybe, depending on how they're doing, then maybe Daniel Jones will be able to start eventually. But, I mean, as of right now, Eli's going to be the starter. And, I mean, he's got Saquon. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, yeah I feel like that's uh, the only time we're going to see the flashes of what the Giants can really do on offense when Saquon has the ball in his hands because you saw how he did last year. He's just running all over defenses. But now we have Kyler Murray, who went first overall from Oklahoma. He was the second Heisman quarterback winner in a row from Oklahoma, following Baker Mayfield, who also went first overall in the draft. And um, he had a pretty solid year in Cleveland, but I'm ready to see what Murray can, Murray can do. Uh, we all know he can run the ball really well. Uh, he's good with that. And But he's shown flashes of what he can th- do with his arm. And he may not have the most targets, but he definitely has people he can throw to. And uh, Larry Fitz has always been a reliable guy. Christian, and... Christian Kirk's there. They just added Charles Clay. He's a, I mean, I, he's not a top tier tight end. I mean, he used to be in Buffalo, I believe, but um, now not so much. Um, Christian Kirk, I think he's he's a young guy. This will be his second year. He's he's pretty phenomenal. Um, he he can be phenomenal. He has a lot of potential, and. Um, I think that Larry Fitzgerald, he's getting up there in age, but I think he stayed in Arizona for a reason. He saw that Kyler Murray got drafted, and, you know, I think that he sees a future there for the Cardinals, at least. I mean, even if he's after he's gone. I mean, there's no way they're winning the Super Bowl this year. I'm not saying that by any means, but Kyler Murray, I think he went first for a reason. Partially is because of the head coach that they signed, which we'll get to later, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, he knows Kyler Murray. He knows how he plays. He likes Kyler Murray. Um, likes him a lot better than Josh Rosen, obviously, as Josh Rosen has moved on, gotten traded to the Miami Dolphins. But I think Kyler Murray is significantly better than any quarterback they've had for a while. Uh, Josh Rosen, you get a quarterback last year that you think could be the future. I mean, why would you get him if, like, you know, like, I just, I don't understand their logic there. I mean, I know they didn't know if Kyler was going next year or not, but, you, I mean, you can't tell the future. But still, if you don't think Josh Rosen is that good then why get him you know yeah, what I mean? if you, you get, don't think he's going to be the quarterback of the future then why take a chance on that when I mean, you could have got a, another talent I don't I don't know exactly what pick he went or who went after him but I know there was guys like I mean Darius Leonard went after him <laughs> you could have got a defensive stud which I'm glad they didn't but um I mean there's there's a lot of options that they could have got and they ended up getting Josh Rosen who could or could not be a bust we'll see in Miami I I he did well. In the, he's done well in the preseason so far, and there's a QB battle going on in Miami right now between him and Fitzpatrick. We'll see how that works out. Um, Fitzpatrick, he's he's a veteran guy. He could probably teach Rosen some like some good things because he's he's a leader. He can show him how to be a leader. Uh, in Tampa Bay, Ryan Fitzpatrick had an like took the Bucks to they were undefeated for the first like four or five weeks, right? And then they ended up losing to Pittsburgh, I think. Yeah, but. Ryan Fitzpatrick just showed out, and he balled, man. And I feel like if he starts in Miami, I don't think it's going to be a good situation. But, I mean, they got good weapons, but their offensive line is bad. Their defense is bad. They're shopping their their number one guys like Kenny Stills, Rashad Jones. They're shopping those guys, trying to get a trade on. And I just don't know. I, I would go with Josh Rosen, though. 
just because he's a young guy and you want to get him in there. You traded for him for a reason. The Cardinals didn't want him. You want to try to get him. And I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I'm saying he was on a bad team. He was on a bad football team. So not that the Dolphins are good by any means or any better than the Cardinals are, but I think Josh Rosen needs to prove a lot, and I think you need to let him play. And even if he does play and you guys do bad, you guys are going to get a bad pick, so why not get a get Tua next year or something? You know, like or Jake Fromm or anybody that's going to be in the draft next year. One of those top guys. Get Tua, your, your franchise could be saved and just build around him. So back on to the topic of Dwayne Haskins. Um, I just really like him, uh, and just not because I'm a Ohio State fan, but because of what he brings. Uh, he broke all kinds of records over at Ohio State, not just Ohio State records, but Big Ten records, uh, passing Drew Brees, and we've seen what kind of NFL career he had. So if Haskins is uh, following those footsteps, and I think he should be good. I mean, this is a guy that threw for 50 touchdowns, and that's something that we haven't seen from the Big Ten or really any conference in a, in a long time, but, if ever. But I do think those are totally different circumstances, though, with Drew Brees and Dwayne Haskins. I think... You know, Drew Brees, when he got drafted, the Chargers were looking to get a, a franchise QB, which obviously he ended up leaving to go to New Orleans. But I think, you know, if he would have stayed in, in with San Diego, how would they have turned out? You never know. Like, they, he could maybe not be as good because he doesn't have the team or the coach, you know, because he built a relationship with Sean Payton once he got to New Orleans. And, you know, I think Dwayne Haskins, he doesn't really have any connections in the NFL, really. You know what I mean? Like, and, I mean, neither did Drew Brees, but you got to find a head coach that you can you know get along with and you just got to be in the right offense and maybe he does hasn't found that yet I mean maybe that's why they're not starting him I mean he is inexperienced in the NFL but you're letting him play in the preseason all these minutes to see what he can do you're letting Case Keenum play even minutes almost I mean Case Keenum what does he prove that he can do I mean if you want to be successful I think you should start this young guy who, I mean, unless unless their game plan is to see Case Keenum play in one game or two games and see how he does and then be like, dude, this dude is not working out. Like, we knew this. We just wanted to show, we just wanted to show Case Keenum that we don't want, you know, like just to show that Dwayne Haskins is the op, the better option. Yeah, and I feel like Haskins, I mean, he may not have all, con- all the connections yet, but I mean, he's a rookie. He has plenty of time to find that and, uh, I mean, as a lot of people have seen him and Darius Geis, they've gotten along really well. And, I mean, they're both young guys. Darius Geis is, I mean, he's technically a rookie coming off a torn ACL. He'll be a comeback player, too. Yeah, he's a comeback player to watch this season, I feel like. But, I mean, Haskins, he definitely has time. And I just, I'm ready to see what he can do. So, back to uh, comeback players. Uh, there's a few other ones along with Darius Geis that we feel like can make a big impact. And... Obviously, the top one is Cam Newton. He was injured week 15 versus the Saints. I mean, obviously, they were already out of contention by then. The Saints had a great year, so they had no chance of winning that division. I mean, Cam Newton has been the leader in Carolina for so long. I mean, he's been their franchise QB since he got drafted in 2011. I mean, he has an amazing story, too. That's part of why I like him. I mean, a lot of people say he's cocky, but I think he backs it up. I think, I mean, yeah, he took... He took the Panthers to a Super Bowl one year. I mean, you can't really say – like, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that haven't done that. Andrew Luck didn't do that. I mean, take it – he's been injured a lot more than Cam Newton has. But, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that haven't been able to do that and are still Pro Bowl caliber players, all that. And I think Cam Newton, I think he shows, like, he is the leader there. He's the guy there. And they love him there. And he just shows out every year, I think. And I think this year – 
if he, if he comes back completely healthy, they maybe could finish second in the division. I don't know because the Falcons, I think they'll have a really good year as well. Um, what do you think, Hunter? Um, yeah, I feel like the Falcons can definitely have a good year also. Uh, I feel like they are actually probably going to do better without better than the Panthers. Um, and as you, you've probably seen recently, Cam Newton got hurt again. Uh, just a mild foot sprain, I believe it was. But it's still another injury to add to the long list of that Cam Newton's had. See, but, see, when a fan base sees their quarterback get injured so much, you start to fear things. Just like with the whole Andrew Luck situation, I I didn't ever think retirement was a was going to be that for him. I didn't think that was going to be the answer, but... I mean, totally his, it's his life, do what you want. Totally respectable, I feel like. But I don't think Cam Newton is anywhere near what Andrew Luck was going through, so I think um, Cam Newton's going to be fine. <laughs> I think he'll come back swing. I mean, he's got Christian McCaffrey. They got DJ They got DJ Moore. Um, they just added Chris Hogan. He's not a huge factor, but he's mm. he did great with Tom Brady throwing the football. And Cam Newton's a guy Greg that can Olson. Over, They do have Greg Olson. Um they didn't really add anybody on defense. I mean, they're I mean they're pretty much the same team as last year. But Cam Newton, I think he's got a little fire fire under him right now, man. I think they I don't think they've made the playoffs in a couple of years. I think I mean they got this running back Christian McCaffrey who when he was taken in the draft a lot of people were skeptical because you know not to I mean he he's a he's a white running back that's not I mean, it's that's not, not very common that's in not the league the, anymore. That's not the huge in the NFL. I mean, it's usually these big, you know, black dudes that, you know, like Christian McCaffrey is like, he's this big old white dude coming in like a yeah, Peyton Hillis for the yeah, Cleveland he's Browns. He's definitely, definitely put on a lot of muscle this offseason if you've seen him recently, and uh, I'm ready to see what he can do, but I'm more, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to see what Cam Newton can do, because like you said, I feel like he has a fire, and he's ready to get back on the field and lead his team to a lot of wins this year. That's always his mindset, is to just win, and I think, I mean, I've seen audio during games where he'll just be mic'd up and he'll just be he'll be talking trash. You'll be like, You've been watching a film, haven't you? And then he'll just throw a touchdown right right to that dude that just talked to trash on the other side of football. I think I think he's gonna have a good year. I don't know if the Panthers will make the playoffs. Maybe wild card, but there's I don't think there's any way they win the division. I think it's just a tough division with the Falcons and the Saints in there. But um to change course, um Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo coming off a, another short season lived for him. Um, a lot of people, this preseason, a lot of people have been giving him crap for, you know, throwing picks. And it was reported that he threw five interceptions in a practice against the defense. And, you know, that is kind of ridiculous. But he is coming off of tour ACL. Um, it's kind of hard to recover from that. But, you know, he, he, he does have weapons around him. Uh, Marquise Goodman, George Kittle has come up, and even when Jimmy G's not playing, Nick Mullins is throwing George Kittle these balls, and George Kittle is just running with the football, doing all these moves, looking like a wide receiver, and he's just like, he's become a top, probably top three tight end in the league, and that's a good target. Marquise Goodwin's a speedy guy. Um, Yeah, and then their defense is incredible. I think Jimmy G is set to have a good year. Jarek McKinnon's coming back, too, for the Niners. I mean, he was good in Minnesota as a backup. Um, He's not starting this year, probably. He might split carries. But they might might split carries three ways between Jarek McKinnon, Matt Breida, and Tevin Coleman. And I think Tevin Coleman will be the for-sure starter. Jarek McKinnon might be behind Matt Breida just because of the injury. But with Jimmy G, he's a $100 million quarterback now. He's been injured so much. I mean, he's been San Francisco for a few years, and 
I mean, in New England, he was good for the couple games he played, and that he won. He was undefeated with the Niners for a while, and then yeah, I believe he went like four and oh, five and oh, something like yeah, something, something like crazy that at like the that. end of the season. I mean, it kind of hurt him doing that, going undefeated because they didn't get as good as a pick. But I mean, it showed the 49ers fan base and really the rest of the NFL what he's ready to do, and that could like, be their future. <clears throat> that that is yeah. their future right now. Like he got injured in Week Three playing the Chiefs. So we didn't really get to see, like, I was ready to see a full season of him, and I'm sure a lot of other people were, and we didn't get to see that. But I'm, I'm ready to see what he can come out and do with that team now because he has a lot of weapons around him, and, and they're deep. I mean, they're, the roster goes deep. I feel like it's a lot deeper than a lot of NFL teams, and I don't know. I just feel like he can have a good year with the 49ers. I mean, honestly, with how much depth they have at the running back position, I think maybe they could even, you know, get – Get some, get a trade done or something. Get him another weapon or get him an offensive lineman where they lack or something. You know what I mean? So yeah, maybe bump up the defense a little bit. I mean, just I mean, something. That I think can they're help deep, I think their defensive front solid. Their corners. I mean, Richard Sherman is there. They just added uh, Jason Verrett, I think. Um, so I mean, the 49ers, they're a team to look out for, <laughs> especially you know, in their division. I think. I mean, the Rams will be the go-to, the pick, the go-to pick if you're betting pick the Rams, but I think nobody really knows what Jimmy G can do. I mean, the season that he got injured, he started out all right, and then he ended up getting hurt against the Chiefs, and I think that was week three, so we didn't really get to see any, we haven't seen a full season yet, we've seen games, a couple games in a row here and there, but a full season of Jimmy Garoppolo, I think it's going to be scary for opposing teams. I think he's going to put up competition in the division. It's not just going to be L.A. and Seattle anymore. San Francisco is going to be in that conversation. And I think the Cardinals are getting there, but not yet because, you know, they got a rookie quarterback. They got a new coach, rookie coach in the NFL. I mean, they got a lot of practice. Yeah, they got I mean, a lot of time. <clears throat> definitely. And, um, and, I mean, this is going to be Jimmy's first full season back with them. So, I mean, they might not be as successful as they want to be. But, I mean, you give them, I mean, just next year, uh, it's going to be scary what they can do as long as they keep this team together and they stay healthy. And it'll definitely be some competition over there in that division. And, well, I'm ready to see some actual competition. And um, a team that not a lot of people are excited for probably, um, Cincinnati Bengals, they're getting their quarterback back, Andy Dalton. Um, He got injured in week 11, 12-ish. and, you know, he's coming back. He won't have A.J. Green for the first few weeks, I don't think. Um, they said he might he's be still a possibility. In a, he's he's yeah. still in a walking boot right now. So he'll probably meet, miss at least weeks one and two, maybe week maybe week three. He should be back by week four or five. Um, I mean, there's nothing really exciting there. I mean, the, the, the Bengals, I mean, you can't really – you can't – they don't do anything. Yeah, they're, they'll definitely be at the, the bottom of their division this year. Um, but another player in that division that's going to be a good player to come back is Earl Thomas. And it's with a new team, the first time. I mean, yeah. for a long time he was wanting to go to Dallas. But Baltimore ended up – he ended up signing with Baltimore. They also got Mark Ingram, so look out for them. But Earl Thomas, you know, he's kind of injury-prone. And – I think Earl Thomas is a spectacular player, and I think he's a ball hawk. I think that dude can do a lot of things on the football field. I think he's going to make their defense scary. Not that they already weren't, but I think they're going to be scary this year. They're um, 
I do have concerns with Lamar Jackson throwing the football. I always have. In college, he proved that he was a running quarterback. That's what everybody knew him for. And then he ended up getting picked with the last pick in the first round. Everybody's like, yeah, Lamar Jackson. But, like, why? Like, he can run the football. He's a running back. He's not even a quarterback at this point. They wanted him to be a wide receiver. And now he's starting for the now he's starting for the Ravens. He's their franchise guy. So, I mean, that team could maybe finish second or third. Third, I don't think they're going to win it. I think yeah, I'll, the Browns or the Steelers will probably win it. I'll definitely give them third in that division. Uh, but, I mean, I have to disagree with you on Lamar. Like, yeah, he's known for his running. But now that he's had a full year and a full offseason in the NFL, his throwing has probably definitely improved. And it's not like he was awful at it to begin with. Yeah, he, he wasn't horrible. <clears throat> it's just – but they Yeah, he could they be better, add, they yeah. Didn't, they didn't – he could be – a lot better. I think for a franchise guy, you need a need a guy like Cam Newton. He can equally throw and run the ball, and he's a big body, so he can. That's yeah. why he runs. And the I mean ball. Russell Wilson. A lot of people don't think about him, but he can definitely get mobile with the ball if he needs to, and get out of some pressure. And we see that in Lamar, but we just need to see the arm like uh, Russ and Cam. That's true. <clears throat> and um, another thing, they didn't really add any weapons for him to throw to. No. They got Willie Sneed, John Brown. I mean, unless John Brown left, I don't. I don't know. I don't pay attention to the Ravens. I mean, Willie Sneed's the only guy there. I mean, who's who's their tight end? Mark Andrews. I'm not sure who their tight end. <laughs> I think is. it is Mark Andrews and um, Mark Ingram. That's they're gonna have a good running game. Yeah, he he'll be a threat on the have a good running, running game, game, but they'll have a good running between, game with yeah, Lamar between, Jackson and yeah, Mark Ingram. Lamar and I mean. Mark will definitely put up some good running numbers. But uh, on to the next player, we have Cooper Cup over in L.A. playing for the Rams. Um, he, obviously, he was having a spectacular year, and he was leading the Rams in, I'm pretty, I think, all receiving categories um, until he suffered that injury, which really hurt them in their playoff run. I feel like if he was healthy, they definitely would have had that Super Bowl over the Pats, uh, but they had to rely on Brandon Cooks a lot, and then they went to their tight ends more, and they don't really have any big names there. He was, they were just trying to make do with what they had and Brandon Cooks is a smaller guy so you need a big tall receiver I think Cooper Cup he's a speedy and tall guy and I think he can do a lot of things and I think a lot of people count him out when they think about the Rams they don't think that he's a big factor I mean all these dudes are they're getting drafted to LA and it's kind of like this is a totally different sport but the Golden State Warriors they drafted all these dudes and they're they're building their brand they're building their name in the NBA and the league because yeah. of the team they play for, they don't get traded. They're these; they become these big name guys like Harrison Barnes. You see, he leaves Golden State after winning a championship, and how he contributed to that team. He ends up going to Dallas, getting this big old contract, and now he just re-signed with the Kings. Kings. And he does; he, I got mean, a, he doesn't do absolutely anything anymore. Yeah, he's not; like, he's not that big because of a, he was in such a big franchise. His name got out, and he helped them. And that's what makes money. that's what makes these Rams scary because. Sean McVay is a good coach, and he's Very. making these good. He's making he's making these players good. I mean, not that they don't like have Robert any, Woods. Robert like, Woods. I mean, who like heard he, about him he, until he, he was nothing. Going he used to play them. for the Bills, and he was nothing. He was he may have I don't know if he got playing time or not, but he was not as big as he is right now. And he's he's their number. He's, a, he's I mean, a, he was their number two receiver once. I think he was number one hurt. last year. Honestly, I think he was better than Brandon Cooks. I think they relied on him more than Brandon Cooks. I feel like later on in the season, though, they definitely looked towards uh, Cooks, Cooks more, especially in the playoffs. I mean, he Cooks used to have Brady thrown to him, and now he has Jared Goff thrown to him. So I mean, he's had some great quarterbacks, and he's been able to prove. So I think that's why they I think relied it's a little, on him I think more. it's a little bit of a downgrade, though, from Tom Brady to Jared Goff. Well, yeah, Goff. definitely. But 
I think the Rams are a good team. I think with Cooper Cup, they could have won the Super Bowl, I think, because that's another weapon that they have. You know, Tom Brady only relied on Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski, which is every Super Bowl that they're in. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, they have Brandon Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Did I I already say Robert Woods? Yeah. Okay, well, anyways. And then they have another tight end. I can't think of his name right now, but Um, uh, he definitely put up some Gerald Everett. Gerald Gerald Everett's a big body. I mean, they don't put up huge numbers, but they put up contributing numbers, and it helps them out a lot. Their offensive uh, line's really good. Like defense is stacked. I mean, they lost to Dominican, too, but, I mean, mean, who cares? I mean, they still got a stacked defense. Yeah, they have very – they have Aaron Donald. Like, come on. I mean, they they just just ranked him number one player in the NFL, so they got something going on. And with Cooks, he's a a really good deep threat, and I feel like uh, with cutback, they're going to – they're going to have to take off their... Um, He's a run and catch yeah. kind of guy. He's a go down the middle, play action, toss it to you, you make the play. He just catches he, the ball he, and he, makes the play. Yeah, he's definitely going to make some eyes look at him while Cooks maybe has a chance to get downfield, and that's going to help him out a lot. Or if they're all eyes on Cooks at the beginning and then Cups is open, then he'll show them that, well, they can't leave him open. And then a uh, another guy that has made a name for himself and the team that drafted him, Hunter Henry, I believe he was drafted by... By the Chargers, he um, he isn't terrible, but he is kind of injury prone. He kind of reminds me of Sam Bradford, um, just because he gets injured all the time. I feel like I never get to see him play. I really don't because Antonio Gates was the big, the tight end there for a while, and mm-hmm. then I mean he's not on the team anymore. But Hunter Henry coming back could be. I mean, I it mean, could be big for their offense. It could it could be I mean, something. You have Philip Rivers thrown to you, so you know you have. Somebody you have a reliable quarterback. Yeah, you have a very reliable quarterback, get you the ball. and he's proved that he's reliable. And they're going to be really good too because they have so many weapons. Uh, Melvin Gordon, if, we don't know if, if he's, he's going to play, but yeah, even if he doesn't, he I think Austin and if he, Eckler. If he can stay healthy too, because he's had some problems with injuries as well. But I think I think Austin Eckler is perfectly fine running back. I don't know if he's a starting caliber running back, but. I mean, you could even trade Melvin Gordon. I mean, yeah. get something for him, get a pick I mean, or something. If he, he wants, I mean, if he doesn't want to play, then what's the point in having him around? You can get something for him. He wants out. That's true. But um, over to Darius Geis in Washington. Um, coming out of LSU, he was a player I, I was honestly watching. Um, I saw what he did in LS at LSU, and he was able to put up some numbers. He got drafted by the Redskins. Unfortunately, he tore his ACL in the off season, and that hurt him a lot. But uh, now he's coming back this year healthy. I saw what he's done in the preseason. He's a really hard runner, and I like to see that. Uh, he has Haskins. I mean, he has Haskins in the backfield that can either throw it to him or it's just – Or Keenum, whichever, you know, one, Keenum. whichever one ends up starting. I mean, Case Keenum has to start right now, but it will it may change. Yeah. And I really think it will change. But um, Darius Guy's coming out of college. I'm not a huge college guy, but um, watching – highlights of him i saw that he was a big back that is a power back pretty much like a legarrett blunt that's what he yeah. reminded me of i mean he's not the tallest but he definitely he's a powerhouse yeah. man he, he kind of reminds me of the muscle hamster doug doug martin yeah he uh he's got that he's got that look but i remember watching the draft i remember watching the draft and i really wanted the colts to get darius guys because we needed a running back we got marlon mack which was which was good. I think he, I mean Marlon Mack is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but Darius guys just looked like this power back that could take over games if he gets an opportunity to. And I just I feel bad for Darius guys. I really do because in Washington they got Adrian Peterson and he's been a he's been killing it in Washington. He's made his name. He's re like ever since the whole incident that happened when he was in Minnesota. 
he's rebuilt his name, and everybody talks about AP yeah. now. You know, especially fantasy wise, a lot of people yeah, talk he, about him fantasy wise now. He's proven that he's back and he's he's wanting to play at least a little bit longer. But I think they're definitely going to let Darius guys get some snaps. They might split yeah. carries, or I mean, Adrian Peterson's old, a lot older than Darius guys, so Darius guys is a young guy that could come in there, maybe on the goal line. Maybe he'd be a fantasy guy to watch because maybe goal line carries he gets them all. You know what I mean? So, I mean, they could either split carries or Darius Geis might end up starting. We don't know yet, but um, we'll keep we'll stay in tune with that. Yeah, if you're putting your money on a comeback play of the year, I would definitely watch Jimmy G and Cam Newton. I feel like they can be the biggest threats at that. I, I think nece- not necessarily would they put Cam Newton in the running for that. I think I feel like just because Andrew Luck missed an entire year. Yeah, I mean, mean? Came, came only he got hurt in week fifteen. I mean, so, I mean, I know yeah. that was in twenty. I know that was in twenty seventeen. But like, I think just the story of Andrew Luck. That's why he won pretty much because you know he came back, led them to the divisional playoff round, and then yeah. I don't know if Jimmy G or Cam Newton will do that. But I mean, neither will Andy Dalton. Um, Darius Geis they might not count because technically he's a, he'd be a rookie this year because it's his first year. So. If I had to pick one, maybe Jimmy G. I don't yeah, know if they would I mean, do it Earl or not, Thomas, but... I mean, being a safety, I don't think they're really going to. Yeah. I mean, it's a definitely important position, but over quarterback, I don't think they're going to overlook that. I mean, Hunter Henry, he's just a tight end. Um, Cup, tight ends are a big part of the yeah, game. I mean, Cup, they, possibly. They, they, might, they, they might do a quarterback. But, I mean, at the Rams, you have so many threats that it's going to be hard to stand out to win that kind of award. But now on to NFL big trades and uh, some free agent signings. Uh, biggest ones, honestly, I feel like Le'Veon going to the Jets. Uh, he took less money to go there. Um, I mean, I mean, the Steelers fan, so I was kind of hurt to see that. I would rather see Big Ben walk than get rid of A.B. and Le'Veon, but a, a big story was that Le'Veon Bell really. I feel like everybody knew he wanted to go to the Indianapolis Colts, and I honestly am glad that he didn't. I think it's dope that he's on the Jets because they needed somebody that could really accelerate and upgrade their offense and make yeah. them a contender. I mean, they have Sam Darnold also, so. and he's going to be a beast. And I think Robbie Anderson's already a beast. I mean, they lost Jermaine Curse, but they added Jamison Crowder. So like, you lose some, you gain some. It kind of. I mean, I think Jamison Crowder is significantly better than J- Jermaine Curse's, but that's just me. But I think um, Le'Veon Bell to the Jets, I think he's going to be the same old Le'Veon Bell. Somebody asked me a while back, "What do you think I should keep him in my fantasy league? Because I don't know how he's going to do. How do you think he's going to do? I say, I said he's going to be that same elusive running back yeah. that just takes over games and just is a stat stuffer. Like, he's like the Russell Westbrook of the yeah. NFL. He is just – he's crazy. And I think he's going to make this team yeah, possibly he, a wild card team. I could yeah. see it happening. Like, yeah. seriously, because I mean, Le'Veon Bell's so good. He's always been a beast when he's played, and he's going to continue to be that same player. And, uh, I mean, I'm sad that he's not on the Steelers anymore, but I'm definitely really excited to see what he can do just because I'm a fan of the guy. But uh, another yeah. player from Pittsburgh, uh, A.B. getting traded to Oakland. Uh, the Steelers definitely lost that trade, I'll admit that. And I was sad to see him walk. Um, but with all the antics he's been pulling lately, with all this helmet stuff, and I mean, he got. You got to be glad he left. Yeah, <laughs> I got to. I, I have to. If he was going to pull this stuff in Pittsburgh, I'm glad he's gone. Um, they got some picks, though. Yeah, he, he, he got was, some picks. AB was. I mean, he was a great talent. It's going to be hard to come across a guy like that, but uh, I'm excited to see what we can do with uh, Juju like got, and James Conner. I feel like you guys already got a talent like that. I think yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster could be possibly better. Yeah, give him one or two years, and you'll see what he can really do, and I'm coming, ready to see what he can be at the first, the wide receiver one. 
So at U, U at USC, like nobody knew who Juju Smith Schuster was until he got drafted by the Steelers. And everybody's like, dude, this just got a cool name. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe it'll be good. You I mean, know yeah, what I mean? he had a, he had a dance too. Ended up being ended so. up being <laughs> ended up being the wide receiver too. So now he's the wide receiver one. I think this dude's gonna be crazy. I think that's gonna be the next AB. I mean, Big Ben. Combo, yeah. but it's going to be Big Ben and Juju. Even not being a wide receiver two last year, he still put up better stats than Antonio Brown. And um, while well, I feel like those stats are only going to get better this year, and I'm glad, I'm excited where we're headed. When you think when you think of an offense, you think of three positions: quarterback, wide receiver, and running back. Yeah. And yeah, you got an old quarterback that's getting there to retire, but he can definitely still sling the ball. Exa- but what I was saying is like. Wide receiver and running back, those two are they're just getting started. They're both young. They're both like two or three years into the league. Big Ben's got that veteran leadership that can get that he can give to those people. And it's just like that much talent, that much young talent is just gonna be crazy. And on to our next player, we got Odo Beckham Jr. He ended up getting traded to the Cleveland Browns. And here's one thing I wanna say. I don't believe any – if you had to pick one, it would be the Cleveland Browns won that trade. But I think neither one of them lost. I don't really don't think. Because, yeah, Cleveland got a superior athlete in Odo Beckham Jr., which is a top-tier guy in the league, one-of-a-kind talent. But the Giants got Jabril Pepper, so I think it's really going to – I really think he's going to be good. I thought he was going to be good on the Browns. Um, ended up getting and he's traded, a good, he's a good two-way player, I feel like. He, I mean, he showed that in Michigan. When he, he could play on offense, too. Yeah. And he made a name for himself there. Like, everybody knew who Jabril Peppers was. And they're like, where's he going to go I mean, in the he draft? played all, on all three sides of the ball if you want to add special teams. And, <laughs> and he's a good special teams player, yeah, too. Yeah, like, he's just all around. He's a really good talent. And you know, he can definitely do something in the league, I feel like. But I think Oda Beckham Jr. this year, um, you got Baker throwing him the football. Um, you got Jarvis with him. Yeah, I mean, they're LSU buddies. They went to school together, played together. They already got that team chemistry. But I don't think wide receivers really need chemistry with each other. It needs to be a quarterback wide receiver relationship. And I think, yeah. I think, I think Baker. I mean, either either person you throw to, it doesn't really matter. They they both can make plays. They're both top tier guys. I think Jarvis Landry is a top tier guy. Yeah, and I feel like. All three of those players being young, they've really meshed together, and that's really good for Baker. I mean, being only in his second year, uh, a lot of I feel like a lot of quarterbacks like him are trying to get used to the system and everything, get used to playing in the NFL. But I feel um, that Baker has already gotten a really good sense of that, being with some of these older players, like and especially now with Odell, and uh, I think he's really showing him around, and uh, it's just going to be a really good trio to watch in the NFL this season. Odell. Fantasy wise, I think Odo Beckham Jr. I, I I wouldn't get him. No, he'd be a risk. I think um, just because Jarvis Landry, if he's there, available, if he was the number one guy like he yeah. was in New York, that that's more points. If, but Jarvis if he's there, available and he's the best available, take him. But I mean, I wouldn't go out of the way to take him. It's like I haven't taken him in any fantasy leagues. I've I think I've had one opportunity to in one of my leagues, but I had I him mean, last year and then he went and broke his ankle, so that yeah, was really I, sweet for me. <laughs> I I just I don't see it, man. I think I think this team's gonna. I think this team's very talented. I think it's a story. I think it's a lot of drama too. But I just I don't know how it's gonna work out. I hope Cleveland does well, but I hope they don't do too well because a lot of people think they're gonna like go to the Super Bowl automatically just because they got Odell Beckham Jr. But they also lost a key part of their defense, and they they drafted Greedy Williams, who was a a big name a big name guy. I think coming out of LSU, yeah. I mean, they're always been known for making some great. Um, secondary players but 
Like, <clears throat> Greedy Williams, like, I saw him in the preseason. He he didn't really do very well. I mean, he let up, he let up some touchdowns, a lot of catches. Like, I just, I don't know. I for their for their sake I, for their fans sake I really hope they do well but I just I don't know yeah how I feel go. like it's Cleveland's turn to you know get a break and really do good but uh they could possibly win the division though yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. puts them over the top um I just hope they're more on the field than they are a story you know what I mean mm-hmm. but to a player that the Browns lost Duke Johnson Jr. Uh, he went to the Texans and obviously with this the new Lamar Lamar Miller injury tearing his ACL and he's out for the season. I feel like he's going to get a really good shot to show what he can do. And uh, he's the solidified starter. They've already yeah. said this, so like, he's there. Unless they get another running back, like I could see maybe a Melvin Gordon trade if they're wanting to trade him. But possibly, why? I mean, why do the Texans though? What are they going to give you? They're not going to give you JJ. I mean, maybe Jadavian Clowney. I mean, yeah. that'd I mean, be crazy. Not, they're not going to give you JJ. They're not going to give you Watson. Definitely not. I mean, those are pieces of their future. But uh, I mean, Duke Johnson, he's never really showed me anything. I've never been really impressed. But, but he, then but, again, he's also been with the Browns and who all, who haven't done well since he's been in the league. And now uh, he hasn't really gotten a shot, but now he could definitely do something. But you can see glimpses when you when you watch games of Duke Johnson. If you watch him play, he's a guy that can catch the ball out of the out, out of the backfield and make a play. Just like I said with Cooper Cup, he's the guy that catches the ball and goes. That's all he's got to do. He doesn't have to be a running back, running back. You know what I mean? Like, some of these running backs in the league nowadays, they, they catch the ball and make plays. They don't make plays on their feet, like, just getting the ball handed to them. They they, they catch it. You yeah, know they I mean? got to be really elusive these days, which is, I mean, different just like Just like Le'Veon Bell does. Seen, like, yeah. but he, he's multi-talented. He can do both. But yeah, And you see how patient of a runner uh, Le'Veon is, and that's something that he's had to, uh, defenses had to adapt to, and that's what I feel like. Running backs these days are trying to do. They're trying to come up with new ways to run the ball and be elusive so that they give the defense a lot of trouble and they can get their stats. Another guy that's just like those two um, is Alvin Kamara. He's the same yeah. way as Duke Johnson and Le'Veon Bell. They, he can like, catch it yeah, and go. That's I feel like he'll have a really good season in New Orleans over there. I think that takes the de- the Texans down a notch because I feel like Lamar Miller's a good running back, but he's yeah. not that elite-level running back, I don't think. So Duke Johnson – isn't even close to being as good as Lamar Miller, in my opinion. So that just, like, kind of, if that shows you anything. But I think Duke Johnson as a starter may not be the best option, but if that's all you can do, then that's all you can do. You have no – you can't do anything about it. Yeah, but on to our last uh, player here that was a big name getting traded, uh, Nick Foles, going from the Eagles to the Jaguars. How do you feel about that, Caleb? So, as a Colts fan, I don't really fear it because – it's Nick Foles. Yeah, I mean he's a, play, he's a playoff quarterback. He, he he's got to get he's got to get yeah. them to the playoffs. This is the first time since he had the Eagles before Carson Wentz got drafted. This is the first time that he's been able to do this. This is his team now. It's not Carson Wentz getting injured and you coming in and replacing him a couple weeks in the season. They barely beat the Bears last year in the playoffs because of a missed field goal. Yeah, I mean, he got, which he, was tips. So, I mean, he, he got even, that close yeah. to not even They're doing that. They got a hand on or their season would have ended earlier than what it did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did win. He did win a Super Bowl, but yeah. I don't think that shows anything. He had a good. That's one. I mean, he that's beat, one he game. Beat the Patriots. I mean, I'll give him that. that he beat, that's he beat that's out one Tom game Brady. though. I mean, yeah, it's the most important game there is, but yeah. it's one game. I mean, yeah, he won. He won the. He won through the playoffs too. He won two games to get there, but those. That's not the regular season. You got to be able to. You got to be able to perform for 16 weeks at a high level if you want to show out in this league and take your team anywhere. And, and if you look at the Eagles roster, 
compared to the Jaguars roster. The Jaguars defense has a little bit of an edge by a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Malik Jackson is in the is on the Eagles now, and they the Jaguars lost him. So they even have now it's kind of like even. Maybe the Eagles took a little bit of an edge over. But the weapons yeah. is what I'm I mean, talking about. They got Leonard Fournette. Yeah. They got Keelan Cole and D.D. Westbrook. Other than that, who else is on the yeah, team? I you ain't got, like, a, you know, got a number one receiver like Nelson Aguilar or Alshon Jeffrey. I feel like neither Zach one Ertz. of them. I mean, neither one of the offenses are, I mean, like, spectacular. Uh, I, no, I, don't I think the, like, Eagles the Eagles is crazy. The Eagles definitely have the edge of them on that by far. I think that's why Nick Foles won. If the, if Nick Foles went out to that Super Bowl against the, against New England, if he had D.D. Westbrook out there and Keelan Cole and no Zach Ertz, he had whoever the bum tight end is for the Jags, is he going? Is he going to be? No, is he going to be? He's not going. He's not being the, the Patriots. He's exactly. not even making it to the Super Bowl to play the exactly. Patriots. Exactly. That's but. why I think they're going to finish last in the division. That is my. I mean, I. As a Colts fan, I hope Nick Foles does bad, but I like Nick Foles as a as a player. I think. I mean, yeah, he's he's had some flashes of some good moments, but it's in the playoffs. I mean, you have to be able to get to the playoffs to perform that that well in the playoffs. And even if you get to the playoffs. You're not gonna make it. You're not gonna make it to the conference championship. You got to play Kansas City or L.A. Man, you're not beating. You're not beating either not one of those teams. Pat Mahomes. You're not mm. even gonna beat. You're not gonna beat. I mean, you may be able to beat the Colts because I don't know how Jacoby's gonna perform yet. But I don't think that you could beat the Texans. We're gonna see this. We're gonna see this season what Nick Foles can actually do and if it was worth trading for him. They needed a quarterback. He's significantly better than Blake Bortles ever was and ever will be, but. I mean, is that really saying much? Blake Bortles yeah. isn't good either. He I mean, didn't do anything. And Blake Bortles took the Jaguars to an AFC championship. That's Blake Bortles. They they lost to the they lost to the. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't really show up in that game, but I mean, he still got them there. So. But the Jags did do very well <clears throat> a couple seasons ago, and I mean, I don't know how Nick Foles will do, but right. it's gonna it's gonna be tough for him. Well, on to our first edition of <clears throat> Gradem. We're gonna go over the head coach situations. Uh, these are all first-year head coaches for these teams, and uh, we're going to start off with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. He's coming from Texas Tech. Uh, over in Texas Tech, he really he had a losing record. Um, he had some quarterbacks that were able to make a name for themselves, put up some big numbers. Baker um, Mayfield, Pat yeah. Mahomes. I mean, you yeah. know them now. So yeah, you definitely know them by know, now. If you didn't know them then, you but, know them now. Cliff Kingsbury, he didn't, he wasn't able to coach in college. He wasn't able to get a winning record in college. So I don't know what made the Cardinals think he was able, he was going to be able to give them the winning record in the NFL. I mean, I know they like the way he coaches and how he's really well with uh, quarterbacks and him getting Kyler Murray. That's going to be big, and he may be able to develop him really well. But honestly, um, the Cardinals, I feel like I'm going to give Cliff Kingsbury like a four. I'm really not that high on him. You know, when you think about it, the reason they got him is because their game plan was to get Kyler Murray all along. I mean, you yeah, got Josh Rosen, that. and you saw how Josh Rosen performed. So then you 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 see you need Kyler Murray. You see you need a different quarterback. So you're like, all right, somebody will want to trade. There's teams out there that need like the Giants could have got Josh Rosen. The Dolphin the Dolphins ended up getting him. So, but I mean. Cliff Kingsbury, don't really know much about him, but you said he, he couldn't have a winning record in college. So you go to one of the worst. They were the worst team last year. How do you think they're going to make you better? I mean, yeah, it's the players that go out there and play, but it's the head coach that tells them what plays to run some like most of the time. And 
I mean, with his relationship with Kyle Murray, I give it a nine. But with the team, how they're gonna do, I'll probably have to give him a, a five. I, I think it's. I think it could go either way. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, but I think they could. You know, they maybe get six wins at most. Probably that's probably their ceiling. Yeah. Now we're on to the Jets and their mistake of hiring Adam Gase. Um, he was honestly awful with the Dolphins. Um, I'm not. I'm not very high on him either. I'll give. About. I'll give him about a three. Not. Not high on him at all. <laughs> I'm not giving the Jets a three. I'm not giving them a bad grade. But I'm giving the coach a grade. Again, this is grade him with the coach. So. Adam Gase, I'll give him a two because I think he's a terrible coach. I don't see why they would want him. I mean, why not go get Mike McCarthy? You see, he's been with an elite level QB. One of people say he's the best, even though he has one Super Bowl ring. He they beat when they beat the Steelers. Other than that, I mean Aaron Rodgers, but that's a totally different story. But why get Adam Gase? There's so many other options out there. Adam Gase, I just I don't think it'll change how the Jets do. But I think it was just a wrong move. Yeah, now we move up to the great state of Ohio where we have Freddie Kitchens uh, taking over the head coaching position in Cleveland. Um, I'm really excited to see what he can do with all this talent that he has. Uh, He's surrounded by it, and now he just needs to have a really good game plan, um, have some plays for these spectacular players, and uh, just let them ball out. And I'm kind of, I mean, I don't know Freddie Kitchens that well. Um, but if we're going off base, what Cleveland has done, and uh, I'm uh, and the potential that that team has, and what he can do with them, I'm gonna give them about an eight. See, this is this is the hard part about this grade system that we're doing, because you want to grade how the team is gonna do, but you have to grade how the head coach is gonna do, and you go based off what he's done, and he hasn't done anything. Yeah. So I can't give him an eight like you did. You, I think you're basing it off. Yeah, I'm of basing it off what how he can they, do with Cleveland. how they're gonna do. I just think yeah. he hasn't proved anything. He hasn't done anything. I don't even know what he did before he yeah. was in Cleveland. I think he was maybe a college yeah. coach or something. I mean, if we're going off based off like what he's done, I mean, you'd have to put him low. I mean, that's definitely to, less I'll, than five. I'll have to get. I mean, if I give Cliff Cliff Kingsbury a five, I mean, he didn't. He yeah. was a coach in Texas Tech. I mean. I gotta give him a five. I mean, yeah. it could go either way. I don't know how it's gonna I go. Mean, I think the with, team's gonna do with well. With Cleveland, like, what would you give them then? Probably a seven or an eight, just like yeah. you, just because the talent there. But that's not him. You know what I mean? It's not him. It's just. Uh, and then to follow that, we go Bruce Arians, which I he is an I think he's an amazing coach. I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. He coached the Cardinals. He coached the Colts. But I mean, did he do anything? I no. But. I'm I'm gonna have to, with the system that he does, I think he's gonna make the Buccaneers a little better. Um, I don't think the Buccaneers will do very well. Maybe four or five wins, to be honest with you. But um, Bruce Arians, uh, I'll give him I'll give him a six. I'll give him a six. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on a six there. Um, he really hasn't done a whole lot, and with his NFL career, I mean, you've heard about him, um, but it's usually not in the best ways. Um, but we head back to Ohio now. We got a Cincinnati. Zach Taylor taking over. Uh, how do you feel about him? Um, I, you know, the, the Bengals didn't do very well last year. Um, I think they could do even worse this year, especially with AJ Green being out for for, for a few weeks. 
Um, and he's definitely going to have to come I, up with a good game plan until he comes back. But I do think that Zach Taylor's a great fit there because he's a younger guy. I think he can lift up this offense, and I think he can change the course of Cincinnati Bengals football. I know the fans are very passionate about football there, and I think that he can actually make that change. He can flip the switch in Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton can become a better quarterback because of him. And I know everybody says, you know, Andy Dalton's average, but I really think he shows flashes of him being actually good. And take it that was a couple years ago but I mean Zach Taylor I, I, I'd have to give him a seven I think I think he'll be a good fit there and I think he can boost this this team up on both sides of the ball yeah and that's definitely what they need over uh in Cincinnati they just need a boost because I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Bengals at the last of their division um so if Taylor can definitely do something for him I mean I'll have to give him a six um now going to Colorado Denver head coach Vic Fangio um, I don't really know much about him. Yeah, I know, I know was. he's a, I think he's a, cor- a former coordinator. I think he was. Um, yeah, I believe he was. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like Denver's always been a defensive football. I team. believe he was a coordinator for Miami. I think that's what he was. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know, but I mean, yeah, I don't. It really doesn't. I don't think. Either. I think. I think Denver is a defensive football team. I think. I mean, when Peyton Manning played. They won the Super Bowl because of the defense. They had a strip sack that ended up being a touchdown. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I mean, the defense. Von Miller won Super Bowl MVP that year, so it wasn't even an offensive Super Bowl. But I mean, I think oh, I don't know much about him. I'm gonna have to give him a five. I don't know how he's gonna fit there. I don't know if they're gonna be better or worse. I think he actually was with the Bears. I think he was with the Bears. I think that's what it was. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna have to agree with you. I don't really know about. Uh... About him, I'll have to go with the five, just because of where he's at in Denver. But Green Bay head, newest Green Bay head coach, uh, Matt Lafleur, um, he has a spectacular quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. So maybe he's going to be able to do something with him, uh, make up a game plan for him. He was a college and, coach, wasn't he? Uh, I believe so. But make up a good game plan with him and Rod with uh, Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Um, Aaron Jones comes yeah, back. Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams is still there. Um, so he definitely has potential uh, to do something over there in Green Bay. Um, so I don't really know a lot about the guy. But with what he can do, I'll give him a 7. But just by going off what I know about him, I'll have to go with another 5. Uh, just because I don't know what he's done in the past. Uh, Matt LaFleur, again, I don't really know much about him. I think he was a college coach. But, um, you know, I have to give him what he can do. I'd give him a nine. I think um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to actually like this coach. I think he liked Mike McCarthy for a small yeah, for amount a of time, bit, yeah. for a little bit, but I think he eventually lost lost feelings, as you could say. But I think um, I think it's going to be a good fit. I think the Packers will do very well. I think getting Mike McCarthy out of there was a great, the best thing they could have done for the franchise. Um, I I think uh, I'll have to give him an eight, not just for what they can do, but. What's gonna happen? I really feel like he's gonna, it's gonna be an. I think it's gonna be a perfect fit. So, um, and then we go to Miami. Uh, Brian Flores, former defensive coordinator for New England. Now, in our predictions, you and I are not very high on the Dolphins at all. I have them at three and thirteen. You have them at two and fourteen. Uh, so, what do you think this coach would be able to do for them? <sighs> you know, I think it all comes down to the quarterback, like we were talking about earlier, Josh Rosen or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, it depends on how the quarterback meshes with. 
the coach. I think that's always how it is because that's the main dude that he's talking to. I mean, yeah, he talks to the whole team, but during the game, he's talking to the quarterback. He's in the quarterback's ear nonstop. And that kind of, I think, I'd say if Fitzpatrick starts, I said earlier, they wouldn't do very well if Fitzpatrick starts. Not that I hate Fitzpatrick. I just think, I just don't know. I think that this is a young team. And I think, I think they'd be better with Rosen. So with Rosen, a seven. With Fitzpatrick, a four. Just because of the age mm-hmm. and the the fit, I really think Josh Rosen could be very good in Miami, but we'll see. And uh, we'll see you next time on In the End Zone.